G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Through the remainder of this hour, an opportunity to participate in our conversation, we're going to be talking about the value of children. Now, you might have some thoughts on children, the challenges that our children face, and more broadly, the challenges that children around the world may be facing. So your thoughts on the value of children today, our talkback line is open, 1-800-880-876. That's one 800 880876. And our guest uh, to talk through some of these issues, Graham McDonald, who's the National Children's Advocate for Children of the World, which is a ministry of Campus Crusade for Christ. Hello, Graham. Welcome back to 2020. Hello, Neil. Thank you. Graham, it is always good talking to you about a host of different issues, but when it comes to children, I specifically uh, love to zero in on some of the issues with children when we talk together. And uh, in past times, we've had some great conversations with regard to children and, of course, a biblical understanding of God's view of children or the value of children in the eyes of Jesus. These are the sorts of things, I guess, as Christians and with a developing, growing, maturing Christian worldview, uh, these things need to flavor every aspect of the way we lead our lives. And when it comes to our families, our children, children are very important in the eyes of God. That's certainly true, uh, Neil. And when one looks at the Scriptures um, closely, um, one sees that um, God has has already said that children are a reward from Him. Um, This is something that, you know, that God in His goodness allows us to have children. He then also, um, He has instructions too in in the book of Deuteronomy how we need to bring up our children in, in, um, in the world through teaching them and encouraging them to be able to understand the reality of God. And then Jesus himself, uh, who I think epitomizes the value of children, when he, when he says, whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me. And that is always my challenge, to see children as Jesus sees children, because he puts them on the same plane, the same value as himself. It's, a, it's an incredible portion of Scripture. And we will come back and we'll talk some more about those things. There's lots to say in just those few thoughts that you've brought there. But I want to also talk about the challenges that children face around the world and invite our listeners to be a part of our conversation today. I mean, uh, around the world, uh, there's child trafficking, there's exploitation of children. Uh, We could come to our own shores and, of course, right around the world, the issue of abortion. And even as we've seen in the news of late, what we've seen with child surrogacy, uh, even with what's happening there in Thailand and some of the controversial stories there, which some would call the commodification of children, that they can be bought and sold. Uh, Well, well, these are are big issues too, uh, significant issues that children around the world are facing, Graham. Yeah, it's a reality too, that the children are probably the most vulnerable uh, people in our whole society, whether it's globally or even even just nationally here because 
um, you know, when, when you look at a baby and you see the absolute helplessness of that child, it is completely dependent on adults to be able to feed them, to nurture them, to physically, spiritually feed these, these little beings. And, and the sad part is that many of our children right, right throughout the world um, are, are suffering from... There's a number of issues that, that are really, really, um, I think, that are, are really affecting children and our society. One of the, the great... One of the sad things is that many children, um, number one, aren't allowed to be born. There's there's this concept that that it's not they're not, they're not um, I, I don't want this child or it's got to be this certain um, gender or else I don't want it so so we have a situation where where literally millions of children are not allowed to be born each year and in Australia we have have a situation where we're looking at between eighty and a hundred thousand and when you compare that our birth rate in 2012 was about three hundred and ten thousand children. And yet, on top of that, we have 80 to 100,000 who weren't allowed to be born. So we have that as an issue as well. The other, the other, um, and you already alluded to this, is the the one of the many mission people. They they say some of the the, the three worst words that you can hear. It's a girl. Mm. Because what happens is that there's cultures whereby the mere fact that it's a girl, once the girl's born, will just be left to die. Um, or there'll be the situation where that ch- child will be um, brought up, sold very much into into pornography or sex slavery, and and so so again this sort of child who's so vulnerable is brought up into a situation by adults and put into these terrible terrible situations where they're sold for their bodies and, and what have you. It's, yeah, it's very difficult. Uh, let's come back and dwell on those deadly words for a moment. It's a girl. And uh, my thoughts immediately go to China and the one-child policy, yep. uh, where uh, where it's always better if it's a boy. And uh, if it's a girl, well, then, you know, it's not quite as valuable. And uh, there is a sense in which not, it's not only China, though. There are other nations around the world as well. But it's a significant thing to have... Those words, and you say that those are the three deadliest words. It's a girl. It's a girl. Yeah, and and you're right. The thing is, it's it's very much around a whole many parts of the world, and uh, particularly we we see now as there seems to be this ever increasing of um, young girls being trafficked into the um, sex slave trade. Um, so, and and if parents uh, don't have um, a lot of money. Um, my understanding is that you can actually buy a, an eight-year-old girl for about 250 Australian dollars. And for a pa- family that's living in poverty, that's a lot of money. And so there's this temptation to sell their child and they, the child, who knows where, where they end up. It's, just, it's, it's a very difficult situation right throughout the world. And inviting thoughts of listeners, you can join our conversation today. Our talkback line is open. You might have your own thoughts on the value of children, not only 
here in Australia but around the world. And while we've been talking about some of these issues as issues that are global issues, uh, trafficking, exploitation, those sorts of things, you might have some thoughts on the fact that children these days don't really attend even Sunday school or uh, there's perhaps, you know, as some would argue, a lack of parenting skills in the community, uh, dysfunction and broken families. You might have some thoughts on those areas when we talk about the value of children. Our talkback line is open. Call us on one eight hundred eighty eight zero eighty seven six. You can join into our conversation one eight hundred eighty eight zero eighty seven six. Graham, let's talk about some of those sorts of areas here. Children in Australia, we talk about you know protection for our children, and there are all sorts of areas where children have been vulnerable, and and even the church is guilty uh, yeah. in so many areas uh, over decades where there's been. Uh, sexual abuse and those sorts of things, and those things are a black mark on the uh, on the good name of the church uh, until those things began to just creep in, and uh, this whole thing started to uh, to to snowball as uh, as this sort of uh, child exploitation and uh, sexual abuse uh, began to emerge. But there are other areas there that are being lost because uh, of that black mark on the church name. Well, I think I think the, there's a, there's a number of issues that you've actually alluded to. One about you talked about um, parenting. One one of the the issues that um, as as you look into these um, the, the, this, these particular scenarios, one of the big issues is that um, and I, I have mentioned this before, but throughout the world there are very few Bible colleges throughout the world that have mandatory teaching for our clergy on children and families. And so the, our clergy, I don't believe, uh, are necessarily that well equipped to be able to challenge and encourage the parents sitting within the pews on how to raise their children. And so this, this actually is reflected, um, I believe, in, in you saying about not children not going to Sunday school. Since 1996, 30,000 children a year in Australia have left the church. 30,000 a year. And that's, that's a huge number of children leaving our church because the church needs the young people. That, that's how we will continue to survive, by nurturing and bringing these young people up into, in the church and, and teaching them, as Jesus taught them, to, to love one another, to care for each other, and to follow the teachings of Jesus. Because his plan for the child's life is he wants that child. He says in John 10.10, 10, Jesus come that they have life and have it in abundance. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be healthy, wealthy, and wise, but they are going to have a purpose and a reason for living. And if they embrace those, those teachings of Jesus, there's, a, there's a, a guarantee that not only will they, in their own personal life, prosper and flourish, but our society will also prosper and flourish. One of the big challenges, Graham, that I note or maybe that I perceive is that children take a second place oftentimes in families, particularly where families are becoming wealthier and uh, there's more disposable income, more money to spend on ourselves and children oftentimes are a little neglected. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on that particular dimension of, of the value of children? That, that's true, I, and I think one, one, there's, there's a number of um, uh, surveys that have been researched, and there's a number of books out which talk about the fact that parents need to spend time with their children 
actually engage with their children, not buy them the new Xbox or the new tablet or any of those things, but to be a part of the child's life, to be engaged with their life. But, but they, and they, then, you know, that involves being social and sitting down and having meals together. But I think that also extends back into the church too, Neil, that I think we have a, a mindset that we, we, we go to church and children go over here and adults go over here. And uh, I think that's also, I think, a, a sad situation because when, again, you read through the Old Testament and you see that when somebody's preaching and teaching, guess who's there? The children. So I, I think there's, there needs to be a change of mindset on how we integrate children into the church to become a part of the church. In, in 19, 1990s, the 1990s in the UK, um, a thousand children a week left the church. And one of the major reasons was the fact that they didn't think the older people thought they were important. Okay, right. There's, there's certainly... Uh, issues to comment about. If you'd like to be a part of our conversation today, give us a call. 1-800-880-876. Our talkback line is open. We're interested in your thoughts on the value of children. Uh, We were talking about global issues of trafficking, exploitation, abortion, commodification. Uh, We talked about those three deadly words. It's a girl. Uh, What are the risks that you can see in the lives of Australian children? We're talking about issues of Sunday school, a lack of parenting skills, dysfunctional, broken families. You might like to be part of our conversation. 1-800-880-876. Our special guest is Graham MacDonald, National Children's Advocate for Children of the World. We'll continue our conversation in just a few moments. It's Neil with you on this Tuesday edition of 2020. Great to have you along with us. And you're welcome to be part of our conversation today. We're talking about the value of children. Our special guest, Graham MacDonald, National Children's Advocate for Children of the World, a ministry of Campus Crusade for Christ. You can be a part of our conversation on one 800 Graham, let's take a call from Rosemary in Melbourne. Hello, Rosemary. Hello. Rosemary, great to hear from you. What is your contribution to our discussion about the value of children today? Just a humble, brief comment about if you have one godly woman in your childhood, it might be your mother, your grandmother, your aunt, uh, the lady next door, uh, doesn't matter about anybody else, mm-hmm. you'll be fine. Okay. Uh, you'll be fine as in one godly woman. Yep. What do you mean by that? Well, my mother. My mother knew when she was expecting me and my brothers and sisters to go to church every Sunday. It was a routine? Before we were born, carrying us. <laughs> so we went to church with her before we were even born because she knew to do that. She knew to do that because that was a part of her family tradition? Yeah, well, that's how it was years ago after the war. Everybody, nearly everybody went to church because that's what you did. That is a part of our Australian heritage, isn't it? Absolutely. And that's, that is one of the greatest gifts God has given me. Graham MacDonald, your thoughts on what Rosemary shared? Rosemary, thank you for that. That is such an insightful um, comment on yours. It's really interesting, as you were talking about a godly mother or a godly woman in the family, there was research a number of years ago that came out from the United States, and it, it um, surveyed these... Um, 
groups of children that were brought up in basically very, very dysfunctional families. And one one group ended up um, in jail and, and being a, a real pest to society. The other group um, somehow ended up doing A-OK. And when they looked very closely, the the group that did well or did better than the other group was some uh, was a, a children who had a a godly or a stable person in their lives and the most common person was a grandmother who actually took time to spend or took their time to spend that with that child to help them get through the issues of life so what you've said i think we could all take note of that and let's let's start practicing uh in my case and also for my mother, that was my great grandmother, mm. and her wow. father was a minister. Isn't that wonderful, uh, Rosemary? Thank you for sharing that. That's okay. wonderful. Rosemary, don't go, uh, don't go straight away. Rosemary, let me ask you, uh, while we're reflecting on the value of a godly mother or grandmother, and it might even be great grandmother, what about what about godly men? Was there a godly man also uh, who was an influence on oh, your life? Great great grandfather who was a minister. Okay, so you had uh, you had Christian uh, heritage uh, of godliness uh, that was passed down, and going to church on a Sunday was just the norm. Yes, and my greatest blessing in life was that I was born into a family where I had a godly mother who went with all of us to church every Sunday before we were born, if you can understand what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, sure, mm. sure. So we understood a lot before we even physically came into the world, obviously. Yep. As the research is about unborn children, they can hear and they can uh, what's happening in the church. They can hear. That's right. They there are preaching. valuable insights about um, what children are. My blessing uh, was that I grew up in a godly family who went to church and a mother who tried to be godly, but we also had error in our family mm. and the opposite. So I had both. Yep. And I, because God blessed me because of what my mother did and my great-great-grandfather and my great-grandmother in the midst of terrible error in my family I had truth mm. and that's a very interesting situation to live with all your life as well Right Rosemary very we might save that conversation for another day but Absolutely. thank you so much for being a part of 2020, wonderful to hear from you uh, We've got lots of calls coming Graham. let's take another one uh, Let's hear from Linda in Brisbane Hello Linda, welcome to 2020 Hi, Neil. How are you? Now, my radio is still on. Should I turn it off? Oh, well, it's, it's, if it's okay for you, it's, I can't hear it in the background. It's all good. Fantastic, fantastic. I just want to compliment you, first of all, on your program every day. I'm, I'm a uh, business development manager. I'm on the road every day, and I, I listen to your program, and it's just yeah, it's fabulous. I love Vision. Vision is just so wonderful. Um, and it's just having the word in my car every day is just fantastic. Oh, God bless you all. Well, but, thank you, and we love doing it. Yeah, I know. I know. It's wonderful. Um, as far as children goes, I believe that Satan is ramping up his, um, his war against them. You know, just listening this morning to the morning program, um, the lady at nine, she had a coffee conversation with a girl that is helping out girls that are, you know, enslaved in India, sex slaves in India. And um, the fact that children, it starts from, from birth in India. You know, the abuse and the sexual abuse of children is just, amazing it's just getting worse and worse and worse and i feel as you said before especially girls you know satan hates women and he always has and i feel like it's just he's ramping it up but in saying that our church i go to a fantastic uh, 
church in, in Brendale, um, uh, Kingdom Culture, and a little boy the other night. We have our children in amongst the service with us. If anything goes, we're very much an axe church with praise and worship for a good hour and a half to two hours, and it's highly spirit-filled, and it's just fantastic on fire for the Lord. And there's little, little children giving their lives to the Lord. Just the other night, he was about seven. It was just beautiful, you know, and all the, and all the, the elders were around him and the, the older guys, and they were like contacting him and just making him feel welcome, and, and I'm sure they connected with him, but it's just um, it's just beautiful. So, yeah, children need Jesus. That's all I, all I can see. And around the world, it's getting worse and worse and worse, but the light's getting lighter, isn't it? So... That's all I can say. I just pray for every day that the light is getting lighter, basically. That's great, Linda. Let's hear from Graham. Uh, your thoughts on Linda's comments, Graham? Uh, I, I, love, I love what you're saying, Linda. You make my heart jump with joy. Um, one of the things that I, I'm, I'm looking at, one of the, the portions of Scripture, it says that Jesus says that do not hinder the children. The kingdom of God belongs to them. What you're doing and your church is doing, you're introducing the children how to become a part of the kingdom of God. And, you know, that's, that's the, the, the model that we need to replicate right across Australia, that model where children are valued, they're a part of the church, they're, they're connected up, and, man, sounds great. Linda, bless you. Give your pastor a hug for me. He's, he's doing a great job. My pastor is Grant Shaw, and I don't know whether you know him, but he's part of the Shaw family, and they're a very blessed, fantastic family in this, in this town. Um, and his parents have done great things overseas, and him and his brothers are doing great things. In this. And it's basically, we're going to take Brisbane. That, 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 that's his mantra. We're taking Brisbane for the Lord. Wow. You know? And um, it's just the revival. And, the, and, the, and he's, he's a young man that's had a, a checkered past, and so all the kids relate to him. You know, and I'm not a child, but I mean, there's all different ages in our church, and we just have people coming to. We had about six the other night give their life to the Lord, and they're all people in their, you know, in their teenage years, and um, constantly young people coming into the church, and and that's what we need, as you said, because I believe that a lot of churches, the Holy Spirit's not there; it's dead, you know, and and we need churches to be on fire for the Lord, and we need to be not fighting amongst ourselves, and, and, you know, as in. Your Pentecostal, your Baptist. We just need to be on fire for Jesus, and that's yeah. That's that's. I'm I'm very passionate about this, as you can probably hear, um, and spreading the word about our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, wonderful to hear from you, Linda. Your passion does come through and uh, great accolades for your pastor and uh, thanks so much for being part of 2020 today. Our special guest is Graham McDonald. We are talking about the value of children. You can be a part of our conversation. Our talkback line is open 1-800-880-876. Back with more in just a moment. It's Neil with you on 2020. Good to have you along with us. We're talking about children today, the value of children. We've been talking about a lot of issues uh, there are a lot of things to talk about when it comes to children, the international issues, issues of trafficking and exploitation, uh, the abortion issue, commodification of children. Uh, the three deadly words I'd remind us about, it's a girl. Uh, that's an interesting topic to talk about all on its own. But we've been talking about the value of children and some fabulous calls coming through about how churches are valuing children and including them in the worship and teaching about the kingdom of God. Uh, this sort of thing, as you mentioned, Graham McDonald, uh, makes your heart jump when you hear of churches that include children in the worship and don't just separate them. Is this a key to passing on those kingdom values to children? Uh, I think it's a critical um, key, and I think that also extends into the family. 
where we, we look at, um, in the book of Deuteronomy, there's a portion of scripture called the Shema, S-H-E-M-A. And uh, the, the Jewish um, culture, the Jewish nation, they consider that to be like the linchpin of the book of Deuteronomy. And devout Jews will teach the prayers in that portion of scripture from chapter 6 through, six through to about 9. They will teach that to their children every day and they themselves recite it three times a day let me read those verses i've got the uh, i've got that portion of scripture open uh, deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 4 to 9 this was known as the shema and uh, these were words that were taught to children by parents and then passed on from generation to generation i'll just read you those uh, just to refresh you it's hear o israel the lord our god the lord is one You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk with them, shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and you shall and they shall be a, as, as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. It's sort of an all-encompassing thing, isn't it? Uh, that These important virtues of what holds a family together and of who God is, that they are passed from generation to generation. So if we're missing something there, we're really challenged as a nation, Graham. Yeah, well, the, the, the first portion you read about Israel, there's only one God. That, that, that's a very difficult concept for children who go into the public school system because in our public school system it's so secularised, you know, there's, there's this concept there's a multitude of gods or there's no god at all. So, so children can struggle with this. And this is why I think it's so important for parents to pick up on that is the, uh, about the, the fact that it's the, one of the first, it is the first commandment. You know, and then the, the, the second mention about love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. The challenge there is for the parents. That you see, if if I want if I want my children to be um, prayerful, they need to see me being prayerful. If they they if I want them to um, read the Word of God and enjoy the Word of God, they've got to see that I do it. And so I think that particular portion of Scripture. I mean, you know the. Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the next part, of course, is, you know, is, is your neighbor. And so if, if those, those first two, I think if we start with those, and then the, the rest of the, the portion of Scripture would suggest to me that it's something you discuss with your children all the time. It becomes an, just a, an ordinary part of conversation, like how did how did Jesus work in your life today? How, how's, look at this fantastic sunset. Look, look what God's done, you know, so that it becomes an um, integral part of the child's life. Let's continue to take some calls. You can be part of our conversation, one 800 876 1-800-880-876 to be part of our conversation today. Let's hear from Ken in Warwick in Queensland. Hello, Ken. Howdy. Ken, what's yeah. your contribution? Well, I just, um, I think Graham's made a good issue there. Actually, I was interested to talk about two. One was, um, you know, one was about the public schools and the decline, you know, in Australia. But it's not just Australia, it's England and um, and um, America. It's It started back, I actually mentioned it today with Gough Whitlam and he's signing these treaties with the UN. Um, and it's been the thin edge of the wedge over the years where they've slowly 
um, taken the Christianity out of the schools, and it's happened in those three countries uh, very quietly over the period of time. You know, I'm 54, um, but I don't want to go to school. You have to say the Lord's Prayer, and uh, sometimes you'd be singing God Save the Queen, and that was a you know, a very important part of the, you know, and there was great respect amongst uh, children to teachers and everyone. Well, as we're remembering uh, Gough Whitlam today, uh, who died earlier today, uh, it was under Gough's leadership that uh, God Save the Queen was replaced with Advance Australia Fair. Uh, are you suggesting that uh, perhaps, you know, that might have been a mistake? Uh, I, I don't think oh, most well, people Gough, are concerned about Gough, that. Gough was, very, Gough was very controversial, but I think that, um, anybody who lives through that area must uh, must be aware that it wasn't all great thing. Like he was sacked, he was only uh, prime minister in Australia's history to be sacked, uh, and very good reason. There was a lot of people who who were Labor voters. They were disgusted, and um, it was a very bad thing. But what he was done, what, you know, what the change he brought in. But once once the door opens, you can't change a lot of it. Well, let's uh, let's not get uh, let's not get too sidetracked from our topic. No. And uh, we did no. uh, talk about Gough Whitlam and some level of tribute towards uh, Gough uh, uh, on his uh, dying day. But let's come back to uh, Graham Macdonald's with the issue of schools, uh, the changes in state schools. The you could organ you could talk about it as the secularisation of of Australian schools. Uh, that's got a detrimental effect, hasn't it, on Christian values? Graham? Uh, yes, yes, it has, and 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 I think what's um, actually it's interesting, Ken, bringing up that subject. Thank you for that, Ken, because um, what what has happened is that um, the the public uh, uh, voting with their feet in terms of taking their children out of the public schools and moving them into the Christian and the Catholic and the independent schools, you know, in big numbers. And um, in, in back in 2005, um, we were talking with Julie Bishop, who was then um, the Minister for Education, and we were talking about the history curriculum, about putting more of our Christian heritage into it. And her words were exquisite timing, put in sub, some submissions, which we did. Anyhow, from what we understood, they were accepted. Most of them were accepted. Then we had a change of government, and then we had this all this new stuff that's come out. But... Interestingly enough, um, Christopher Pine has had the history curriculum reviewed, and one of the gentlemen I know, uh, Kevin Donnelly, I love this man. He is very much about putting our Christian heritage back into the history curriculum where it belongs because it has had had an incredible impact on this country. So there is some change afoot when it comes to that review. In fact, the review has been released, and uh, there's more to say about that in next year. Uh, while we've got Ken still on the line, Ken, you mentioned you had two issues. Just very quickly yeah. on the second well, one. Well, um, I'm still not finished on the school. The, the uh, Labor government then brought out the Gonski report, which was basically about trying to square up this issue that Graham just talked about, that... People were voting with their feet. They'd had enough of this, no discipline, no uh, religion. Um, and that's exactly right. Um, they took a bit the hard bullet, pay a lot of money to send their children to boarding schools. And uh, out come the Gonski report to somehow artificially, you know, prop up this failing system. You know, they were not listening to the real issues. Um, and that was a discourse, really. That just highlighted more of the, the widening gap um, what, what's actually happening? Um, that the other issue was um, girls. I've got five kids, four of the girls 
Um, but from day one, I've been strong on them uh, being the charge and believing in them. And uh, one of them is a mining engineer, you know, worked with men underground, underground dentist. Ken, you're, uh, you're dropping out on us there. Yeah, well, they've... Ken, you'll need to be quick with, uh, quick with your point because time's running out. No, sorry. Well, uh, you have to believe in your girls and be strong with it. You know, they're, they're a great asset to the community and your father. Father figures are very, very important. Um, but father figures and men figures in Australia are becoming pushed down. They are really declining. School teachers, male school teachers don't want to go to school and teach girls because of the because of the problems that arise there, and you know what I'm talking about. Okay, and it well, happens. It's happening everywhere, yep. and it's, it's actually a bigger issue. Okay, um, Ken, uh, let's hear from Graham on uh, those thoughts that you're sharing there. Uh, Ken, Ken has really hit on a, uh, on a key issue. 30, 30% of our children um, will be born out of wedlock, and the incidence of suicide, homelessness, um, children who exhibit um, uh, behavioural disorders the highest percentage comes from those homes where there's no father. Ken from Warwick, thank you so much for being with us on 2020 Today. Appreciate your input. Just uh, counting down just a couple of minutes out from news, uh, when we talk about these sorts of issues today, coming back to the topic that we are talking about, the value of children, we're talking about uh, where this conversation's gone, Graham, uh, to uh, to the value of parents, I mean, but from the, p- the point of view of the children. The children need strong parents who are well-grounded, who understand their faith, to be able to lead them, guide them through the minefield that they have today in secular society. Yep, children, children are under incredible pressure from within schools, within the advertising media, and that's why they need they need parents to be able to guide them through this minefield, so that they can make right decisions, and that ultimately their life is going to be real, really worthwhile, as opposed to those who tend to go off and believe they know better than God and end up with all sorts of issues and ultimately the whole of society suffers from that. And Graham, I guess it's easy often to point the finger at those things that we might be able to see that are wrong. Uh, in one sense, when we can recognise that there are wrong ways to raise children, wrong ways to influence the next generation, at least we can get our own backyard straight. We can do it right in our own families. Well, I, th- I think that's where it needs to start, Neil, and I think that's where we can see the example. When we, we, I hear what Ken's saying. He's got his girls, and he trusts them, and he's got them, and he's strong with them, and but no doubt he loves them to death sort of thing. And that's what we need to see in Christian families, then ultimately through the church, as Linda pointed out, how they can be a part, and a very integral part, an exciting part of the church. And then when people see the example, then I think we have a, a, a great Graham, right. I'm going to have to cut you short there, but yep, not a cutting you short to say thank you so much for making time to talk to us. So I'll point My to pleasure. people to au. Graham, National Children's Advocate, Children of the World, a Ministry of Campus Crusade for Christ. Thanks for being with us. Great. Thank you. I appreciate the time. Thanks for listening to Vision. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.